Have you watched any of the shows? Which ones? Any of these? Yes, some right. of them. All right, cool. Where we are, internet is not really good, so you watching, watching. Oh, done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's funny, yeah, because some people come in and they've watched like what? No, let's just talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, some people come in and they've watched every single show and they're like, oh, they kind of know like our cadence. And then every now and then, not as much anymore, people come in and they're like, they have no idea what to expect. <laughs> they're like super nervous. Everyone usually comes in really nervous. Yeah. I have friends I have friends who actually follow every time and when they find out that I'm coming here, they say, oh, can, can I come? Can I be your child? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I have enough of them. I don't need any more kids. <laughs> You have two kids, right? Two. Oh, you seven. Seven yeah. children. Seven. Wow. How many? How many boys? How many girls? Five boys, two girls. We yeah. had five, and everything was going good until my wife says I'm pregnant, <sighs> and I said, "Oh man!" And then uh, two in one shot. <laughs> no way, twins. <laughs> twins at the end. Yeah. No way. We were pretty satisfied with five, but uh, then we we got two more God, bonus you, babies. You are a fertile man. <laughs> So what what happened? Did you get she get her tubes tied? Did you get the snip snip snip? Yeah. Snip. Yeah. What's Same. your what's your oldest and youngest? Where right there he's almost 14 and the youngest are th four four year, four and a half. God, that's incredible. Oh, hey, Simon. Oh, hey. Welcome. Holy shit, you guys did not start without me. <laughs> now you know how it feels. Time running or anything? We're 3 minutes in. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm doing important branding stuff. Do you know what I had to do yesterday? I had to go figure out how to flush the toilet. Um, this show needs an introduction. We have Max. What's your last name, Max? Andrew Shenko. Andrew Shenko. Are you Russian? Hey, are you Mexican? No. <laughs> I'm not Russian, though. Are you Ukrainian? <laughs> yes. Any you wow. Amer American, right? I'm Armenian. Hey, yeah, close enough. Very close. Very I'm, close. I'm American. It starts with an A. Yeah. I'm Armenian-American. I'm American, thought I was Ger of German-Irish heritage. Turns out I'm British-French. Uh, Bichel used to be Bichel. Um, He's Mexican. Uh -huh. yeah. I love Mexican. What? You don't Kinda. think he's Mexican? He's about as Mexican as you are Armenian. Do you know, Um, have you heard of the guy named Alexei Vovoda? No. No. He's, he was a Ukrainian guy. made a movie about many, many years ago called Pulling John. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Pulling John. What's up with pulling? Just see it. Pulling so you're John. Armenians. Your parents were Armenians, so yeah, they are. How many generations ago they came here? Um, I'm first generation on my dad's side, and second on my mom's. Uh, yeah, I'm a first generation here. Y you are. Yeah. Um, did your parents come here? Oh, no, actually, I, I mean, I came in here, and my oh. kids were born here. Wow. Did you come? Were you evading war, like running from war? Yeah, or no, no you just don't came. run away from war. You fight when you need to. Oh. Yeah. My my uh, my, family my family ran. <laughs> my family ran. But Armenians have a really good kebab. They do. Every time we go to Ukraine, we have a bunch of Armenians. I mean, they make such amazing kebab. Oh. Wait, they make good kebab, and you haven't told us about this. And uh, good wine there. Ukrainians and Armenians have something in common. Um, I, I was in the Ukraine, and, and we got pulled over by the police. And, <laughs> and, the, and, and the driver gets out of the car and yeah. puts his arm around the cop, and they start arguing. 
and that shit happens in Armenia too. Could you imagine in the U.S. if you if you get pulled by a cop and you put your arm around? I him have a story for you. Pepper sprayed in this. and the, and the cops like the the my driver's got his arm around the cop and the, they're they're yelling at each other, <laughs> and the cop doesn't want to put his arm around the guy. And the guy's like, oh, you know, it was awesome. Please, your story. Yeah, I was uh, in two thousand four. I came here first time in the U.S. and visited. And uh, me and my wife driving, and uh, I'm doing Ukrainian style driving, you go lane, switching lane, you know, yes. 20 miles an hour faster. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they never stay in their lane. Yeah, they and just, uh, is that metaphorical or it's literal? fluid? It's yeah. fluid. They're just fluid. You just, you just try to achieve your goal, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, suddenly I see the lights behind me, so my wife says, "Oh, pull over, pull over." I pull it over, and I get out of the car. And a police officer pull out the gun and get back in the car. I say, "Why he's yelling at me?" <laughs> So he almost shot me because, I mean, I just got up from a car and started going uh, towards him, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just culturally so different. Yeah. yeah he, and, then, and then by the time, um, before we left, every all the guys in the car had gotten out of the car and were talking with the cop and pleading with them. It yeah. was crazy. It's a more so, would, social thing. More yeah. Than just and, re, and respect. The cop wasn't worried that anyone was going to shoot him. Yeah. He wasn't scared. He wasn't, it was... Yeah. He he knew that everyone knew the rules. I have a warm LaCroix. So, Max, uh, say your last name for me one more time. Andrew Shanko. Andrew Shanko. It's a beautiful last name. Sounds like a fight. Sound, you sound like a fighter. I'm not. And, um, and you're from the Ukraine. You're first generation in the United States. And here's the twist. This is why he's on the show, everyone. He's an affiliate owner in Afghanistan. Yep. Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Buy me in Afghanistan, yep. There's two oh. thi- there's two things that make me think that you're you're a religious man. Sure. You have seven kids. Yeah. And you have an affiliate in Afghanistan. Yeah. Like people don't do that shit unless God tells you to. Yeah. Uh, kids, <laughs> kids, I like kids. So I, I like grow kids up, too. Yeah, but seven, up. but seven. Yeah. Gee, I told him already. Yeah, that, you, uh, you missed the six and seven were a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> are they tw- are they twins? Twins, last two oh. were twins. We had five and we were happy. Meanwhile, my wife from a we had a, both a family of four and we were happy with that five. I oh, mean, we good. Uh-huh. And then. We got the bonus babies. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Two at once. Uh, and, and and are you a religious man? Yeah, I am. And yes. what and what is your your practice? Christian, I'm Christian. And and do you, do you use contraceptive? Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. But not. But you sometimes you don't. I told you we decide we have one. We want more. Lots of kids. And then it was twins. And the twins, you can't plan that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> how, how old's your wife? Uh, she's thirty-eight. Okay, because uh. When women are over 35, they start to drop yeah. multiple eggs. Yeah. I mean, not always. But I have three kids, and I have twins, and I want to have more. And my wife told me if, if I fuck around and, and do that, she swears to God she'll give me triplets. <laughs> <laughs> She's, I'll drop three eggs on you. Yeah. We, it, I mean, uh, my, I think they can control that. They have a little dial on the side. <laughs> She's pissed off. Yeah. A couple more. Yeah. We have a twins, and they're already four years old. So she, my wife, that's a I mean, a while back, you know, and we didn't expect that. We thought we were done and everything, and then, then we get ready to go to Afghanistan, and uh, she says, oh, I'm pregnant. I says, how in the world did that happen? <laughs> wow. And then she says, you tell me how that happens. And, <laughs> and then I thought, ah, we had, uh, we have, our first two was born in Ukraine while we are traveling and stuff. And we thought, ah, we can deal with one more you know, overseas, and then we go in there, and uh, it's twins. We say oh, we have to go back to U.S. <laughs> for twins. Do you kiss every single child you have every day? 
uh, I, I'll try to show some kind of affection yeah. towards them. Because mm. I got three and it's a lot of kissing. Like leaving the house is like... Oh, kissing, hugging, holy double crap. hugging, triple hugging. Yeah. And for a while, I just didn't kiss the babies. Mm. And now like they're old enough to know. So it's like, okay, everyone, everyone's getting kissed. Yeah, I was leaving yesterday <laughs> from Reading and everybody came over and gave a hugs and kisses. Somebody got two hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I hugged you. Give, give that one to your brother. <laughs> um, your, your seven kids, what are the, what are the genders? Uh, five boys and two girls. Okay, and the oldest is Elisha. He's thirteen, and he's a good. He's a good boy. Oh yes, he is. And the, the amount of responsibility that falls on his shoulders is unlike any other thirteen or fourteen year old boy. Uh, he's doing pretty good with it. Yeah, he's you know with the teenage kids, it's always tricky. But uh, I mean, in recent half a year, you can see how his brains start clicking. You know, mm. they start catching some stuff. No, and then he has to take on more responsibility. Yeah. And I'm I'm not weigh him with responsibility but uh, I don't want him growing up in a bubble you know that that's funny I was thinking about that on the way to work today like like a, a life without adversity is not really like a life so when you're raising children you want to protect them and make their early de de developmental stages like smooth and not tough but when do you start really putting like responsibility and pressure and adversity on children uh, that's a good question we all try to figure out that thing many many uh, Immigrants from the Soviet Union and the former Soviet Union, and uh, uh, they work really hard. They work two jobs, and they come on over to me and say, hey, can you pray for my kids? I say, what's going on with the kids? Jail, alcohol, and mm. drugs, and all this stuff. And it says, we don't understand. We're working so hard to try to give them a better life. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, we, here we are. We give them everything, and they just waste everything, you know. And uh, for me, that's the challenge. Mm. How much I supposed to back off as a father and to let them fail and go through that experience, go and work hard days of labor? Well, you've opened an affiliate in Afghanistan. I'm, I'm assuming you've set them up with plenty of challenges. Yeah, there are challenges there. <laughs> this is, uh... man, where do you start? Where do you start? Let's start at the very beginning. Okay. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Two brothers. Two and brothers. One sister. And you were born where in the Ukraine? Kharkiv. Kharkiv. Yes. And um, you, had a nor did you have a pretty normal childhood? Mom and dad at home? Yeah, mom and dad at home. People yeah. working? Dad was working at the factory while the Soviet Union was alive. Then the Soviet Union fell apart. And then what you going to do? You have family of four. You have to feed someone. So he was bicycling, change, exchanging clothes. For food in the villages, and the work we work on the fields and stuff. And how old were you when the, when the Soviet Union collapsed? Uh, I was eight. And do you remember so, the stress of that? Oh yes. Seeing the seeing the family go through struggle. Oh yeah, killing chickens in the bathtub. Yeah, man. <laughs> Whereas, so 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 life Gnarly. did life went from going to the store to get chicken to killing your own chickens. Yes, I mean suddenly you go in the. It's a, one of the things amazing things about the United States that uh, if you want to work. You go to McDonald's, flip burgers, and you get some kind of job, you know. And if you're going to be diligent, you're going to get somewhere. In the rest of the world, it's not like that. And uh, when Soviet Union, everything was owned by the government. And when government collapsed, even single stores was owned by the government. Suddenly, it's no food in the shelves. Even if you have money, mm -hmm. it, you can't buy anything. You have to go to black market and buy stuff. So I'm 46 years old, and I've always been told about what a great nation this is, and I've always been told that if you work hard, you can go far, and I always assumed it was like that everywhere, and you are saying something so profound. What you are saying is that there's work in this country for everyone. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. And in other countries, it's not like that. 
it's work is there, but uh, pain stuff is not there. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can get a job, but it doesn't pay. Yes, and uh, it's many in a, many many countries like that. Afghanistan, Ukraine. We just came back from Afghanistan on the way here. We stopped in Ukraine. It's the same thing. You find single companies who pay on time, who pay honestly, but majority of them people work, and the first month they pay because they try to put up a good name, and then second month. Your pay get delayed. Third month is delayed, and then uh, <sighs> delayed, delayed. And sometimes they don't get paid at all. There'd be riots in the streets here if that happened. Business, <laughs> business <laughs> one hundred and one. Only pay the first month. That, that's <laughs> that, that's one of the things that I was teaching my employee at, in the gym how to run a business because for him he he felt sick and I'm not gonna show up at the gym. I said, man, it's not like how it works. It's not an option. <laughs> yeah, you you own the gym, so you have to come out of there. You have to be with people, regardless of how you feel. You know. <laughs> you know, I I um, I we we have a nanny who helps with the kids, and yesterday she called and said that she couldn't lift up one of the, she that she had some surgery or something, and she couldn't she she, she was going to come over and she couldn't pick up one of the she couldn't pick up the kids. Mm-hmm. She a doctor told her not to pick anything up, so my wife told her to stay at home, and I think she got a little flustered. And it's like, hey, man, this isn't like. Like we either need you here, or we or we don't need you here. If you can't pick up the fucking kids, then don't come. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. nothing personal, but like we're not. This isn't like a. This is a job. Yeah. There's responsibility. Yeah. There's responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't go home early. You don't like you're here to do. But you see, you have some kind of set of morals, even though you may not acknowledge that set of morals, but you do have. And what do you have? Man, you know me well. I do not acknowledge them, but you're right. (laughs) That is so true. But the majority of the world do not have those simple morals like you have right now. Yeah, Yeah. and it is easy to take for granted. Um, Although I probably didn't see my dad hustle the same way you you saw your dad hustle. My dad definitely was a hustler. Like it was like make ends meet by any means necessary and uh, and raise the family. And and so you learn that. Yeah. You know, you learn that Christmas isn't a time to take off. It's a time to open the store and, yeah. and, and, and work. Yeah. <clears throat> there are times to work hard. There are times to rest. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And you don't sleep when you have right. to go and right. get the business going. Do Armenians right. celebrate Christmas? They do, but it's a, I think they celebrate it on, like, it's a different day, January 6th yes. or 9th Orthodox. or something. Yeah, Orthodox. yeah. Yes. Like, Ar- where, we, where we were... It's not Christmas. <laughs> our our friends are calling us and say, "Happy Easter!" I says, "What is today's Easter?" Because <laughs> where we are, Thursday, Friday, it's their Saturday, Sunday. Right. Uh, so Saturday, Sunday, it's the normal days, you know. And the people from the West call me, "Hey, happy Happy Easter!" Says, is that Easter today? <laughs> it's midweek. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Armenia was the first country in the world to accept Christianity as its national religion. Yeah, I believe so. It's true. I have to fact check that one. It's, it's bizarre. It's where Jesus is actually it, Armenian. I just, <laughs> that, that was a little bit too far. I thought you, have to, you have to read up on the history and that one. <laughs> I could have sworn he was Ukrainian. <laughs> How? So, do you go to elementary school? No. You, did you ever go to school? Oh uh, yes, I went. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you go to elementary school? Yes. And then you went to junior high school. Yes. And then did you go to high school? No. When I grew up, it was. Uh, Soviet Union fell apart. So, and at that point, I have uh, friends who are a few years older than me, and they finish up the high school, they finish up university with uh, Velvet Turin of a class, one of the most prestigious universities of the whole Soviet Union, and they work in construction. And I'm thinking, why in the world am I going to spend another six, seven years in that thing if I can go right to construction after nine years? So that's what I did. 
And so you went and worked with these smarty pants. Yeah. And how old were you then? What was I? Nine, 15, 16, 15, something like that, I remember. Okay. Nine years I finished up. I started when I was six and finished from nine years later. And how old are you now? 35. Oh, my God. You're so young. I am, yep. Holy crap. Yeah, you're, we're practically <laughs> the same age. You have seven kids. I got some catching up to do. Hey, you know what you do with kids? Huh. You start and you finish. When I'm going to be 20, that boy is going to be 40. Yeah. Oh, when I'm going to be 40, he's going to be 20. Right, I understand. And I'm yeah. going to be done. Is, yeah. this, is, is this beard you're wearing, is this part, um, is this because you're assimilating to the culture in Afghanistan? No, I'm just going to be wild. Okay. It's, it's working. It, it's working. It works anywhere I go, man. Are you the old? Are you the older? Yeah, and you're Afghani in Afghanistan, and here in Santa Cruz, you're a hipster. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, are you the oldest brother no, of your three brothers? I'm second. Second, okay. And so you you then are you playing any sports as a child or doing any any physical? Yeah, I play sports on the field. How to we eat. Uh, Fields from potato fields or <laughs> picking up watermelon. That's okay. So you're. We play soccer a lot. That's yeah. simply get the empty can. I was gonna say kick the can. Yeah. State sponsored kick the can. Yeah. And then and then but but your but construction strike site. There's a lot of physical shit. You're moving. You're lifting oh, yeah. heavy objects and moving. That, that's and moving, so, and, moving. Uh, yeah. and at this age, are you are you enjoying that? Are you enjoying moving? Are you like, hey, this is cool. I'm getting oh, yeah. strong. And like, you see some, or is it like just a? To you mean to work out? The, no, the but. Doing construction. Yeah. I, Did you enjoy the physicality of it, or was it like, fuck, I hate yeah, this job? No, I liked it. And uh, I'm a person that uh, I need my own space. So if I go, like, I, I coach six classes a day where I am, and then I come home. I don't want to talk to my kids. I love my kids, but I don't want to talk. I need at least one hour to drink my coffee or tea and I relax and don't talk to anybody. And I, I need my time in a construction hard labor that's for me when I can get away and do stuff I don't have to talk to anybody don't have to explain a single thing I just do hurt myself or do whatever <laughs> I do you know I love it the guy with seven kids and a wife you have one wife no five, five I'm, I'm kidding <laughs> no that, that's a joke with my, me and my wife I say if you're not going to behave I'm going to get my second one <laughs> well my, my wife has told me you want more kids I have a great idea get another wife yeah. let's get another wife no you go too far with one and uh, you spend so much time I can't see Haley it. making that joke that's pretty funny I don't think she's joking <laughs> I think she's looking for an out um it's amazing you have seven kids, and, and I, I just learned something else from you. I, I need to do that too. Just because you have three kids doesn't mean you can't like you're you're teaching them something by taking space. Yeah. And and I need to I need to do that too. I need like, to like uh, take space. I try to involve them in everything I do. You know, CrossFit or whatever we do, it's part of not only my life and my wife's, but my kids' life. And I take them on trips like that. You know, you go with them all over the place, and you take. One time, one, two, or whatever. You just try to involve them with your life, and that's what's, that's how they grow to love. What and they see that what you do, it's real deal. Mm. Max Andrushenko. Correct. And the name of your gym is CrossFit Bamian. 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 CrossFit Bamian. And um, you're here with your two boys. Yep. And where are the other five kids? In Reading, with my wife. She wanna come, but uh, she has to stay with the kids. Mm -hmm. And and why were you in Reading? It's our home. Okay. Oh, shit. This is good. <laughs> you are working the construction site. You're, how old did you say you were? Did you say 15? Sorry. I started working when I was 11. 11. Holy crap. Okay. So in the construction site. 
first fields and then construction site. Okay. By 14, I was in construction. Do you keep the money yourself or do you give it to your parents? I kept mine to myself. I mean, it was. I mean, some sometimes you give, sometimes you take. But if you want to ask him, you go work in a field, man. That was simple. Yeah. Are your parents um here in the U.S.? No, they're in Ukraine. Ukraine, and they're both still alive. Yep, we visit them pretty frequently. Wow, what a life! You fly, you've flown with all seven kids. Yeah, we cool. just we just came back. You you go to Afghanistan, it's on our way, so we just stopped, make a break there, and head head up. <laughs> Jeez. You're never gonna fucking believe this. I'm sitting next to a family with seven kids. Jesus Christ! <laughs> How many seats? You have to get a seat for everybody, then, right? Uh, yeah. Holy moly! You get the th- depends on the size this of an airplane. This guy should just charter a plane. You, yeah. t- you take the row or uh, two rows, you know, or three, 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 or row and a half, whatever. God, that must be just. Let me tell you, if you if you if I got wedged in there, I'd be like, yeah, you have my seat. <laughs> Dude, I've got to just uh, get tickets for my wife and myself. I kind of throw a little panic attack. Can't imagine for nine. So, then, what triggers you? What brings you to the United States? It's home. Every few years we come back home and I try to relax, but you guys called me, so I can't relax. I have to come over here. <laughs> Sorry, not I drove yesterday. Not I, under- I understand we drug you here. I mean, when you were you were born in Ukraine, there was a collapse of the Soviet Union. You get a job. Everyone in your family is working hard and hustling to make ends meet. And then what finally brings you to the U.S. for the first time? I got married. My wife was American. And, so. and where did you meet her? In Ukraine. She lived in Ukraine for uh, 10 years, I think, before that. And where did you meet her? In my hometown. And what was she doing there? She was missionary there. Okay. Well, um, I went there to film arm wrestling. Uh-huh. To but, my city? Uh, I went to Yalta. Yalta. It's yeah. Russia now, man. Don't go there. Okay. <laughs> and is is it? Yeah. And I apologize. No. And so. um, it's not the same. It's sort of like missionary work, but not exactly filming arm wrestling. But I remember... Uh, I remember looking up online and looking the stats of how many people travel to the Ukraine, Americans, and it's not a lot. Mm-mm. It's a very, very small number. It's like surprisingly small. Uh, uh, Ukraine, you know, Soviet Union is such a big country. It used to be. And everybody think about Soviet Union as a Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't think about smaller countries that were part of it and they became separate, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the... Everybody li- loves Russia. Everybody go to Russia. But the Ukraine is much smaller, you know. But it's still a big country, right? It's big. It's a... 40-some million people or something like that. Jeez. And, and so you, at the t- you were going to church at the time? Yeah. And she came to the church? Uh, I came to her church. We, you... we switched cities because of a condition in the country. We were used to live in a small city, and then we moved to the bigger city. And so you went, okay, so when you switched churches, she was at the church? Yeah. And you're like, oh, who's this American girl? Yeah, I just saw a girl. I didn't know she was American. And did she speak Ukrainian? Russian. And and you forgave her for that? Yeah. <laughs> and did you speak English at the time? Nope. Wow. So how did you communicate? How did that courtship go down? You speak some Russian? Oh, uh, yeah. I did uh, Russian, Ukrainian. Some, and English. Yeah. Some Spanish and some Farsi. Okay. Wow. This is getting interesting. So do you, so, so you start courting her. There's yeah. a courtship process. Hi, yeah. how are you? Oh, we became friends. We were, in the youth, we were in the youth group together, and uh, mm. we had uh, friends, and uh, you just pay attention to what people do, and that's how you know who they are. Because everybody can do, like, we meet in the, for half an hour, I can tell you whatever I want to tell you, and you're, gonna, and you're probably going to believe that, you know? But the uh, longevity of a relationship, that truly shows you what kind of person it is. Right. So we did it for four years. 
dated for four years yeah. in the Ukraine. Yep. Um, and was her family there? Yep. Her whole family there was there. And um, during those four years, um, where, where did you work? I work all over the place. I work in construction. I had my own business and uh, just a bunch of different random jobs. Hustling jobs. Yeah. And did you guys get married in the Ukraine? Yes. And was she surprised when you proposed to her? Or you talked oh, about it? We talked about that. I mean, that would be surprising if I would not talk to her about that. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Yeah. So we talked before we got married. We talked about how many kids we want, what we want to do with our life. You know, we talked about all this stuff. You know, It was just a point when we need to do something about it. So we, and her parents liked you and your parents liked her? In that beginning, it was not as easy going. But after a while, it became better and better. <laughs> wow, what an amazing story. And where was she from in the U.S.? Utah, Park City, Utah. And um, was she was she Mormon? No. Nope. Christian from Park City? Yeah. I would have thought Mormon. Yep. Her Thank dad was a pastor there. A lot of work to do over there for the pastors. <laughs> so you get married. And you have your first baby there? Yeah. We, we came to U.S. travel, uh, visited here for three months, twice, I think. And then I thought, oh, I might as well move it here. It's nicer here. You know, and uh, every time baby was born, because she was American, I'm Ukrainian, and we want to come over here, they give babies American citizenship automatically. And uh, I ended up a black sheep of a family with the Ukrainian passports. Huh. We need to fix that. <laughs> Wait, so you, so you came here to have the kids? No, we were there. There. But because she was an American citizen. They automatically get dual citizenship. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. even if they're born overseas? Yeah, because one parent is American citizen. Oh. Yeah. And then so so now you're a citizen. Yep. And how did you learn English? Just I was talking to her with her parents. I mean, just then come over here and I have a good friends who had lots of patience. Man. And then they just keep talking to hey, me. Your conversational English is really good. Could you imagine learning Ukrainian? I can't imagine learning any language. I don't speak. I speak English and, and sign language. Very good at that. Learn that from you. So... You just start knocking out the kids. Sure, yeah. And <laughs> we, 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 we dated for four years, so we knew each other yes. pretty good. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I didn't mean to say that you had them irresponsibly, yeah. but I mean, no, you no got problem. busy. Yeah, That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Hey. Was, like what I said earlier, you start early and you finish early. That, was, that is our yeah. plan. Yeah. You, you're going to keep having kids till you're 50. You, you have, no, I'm done. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like seven's the, uh, the max uh, We're there. done. Done. Enough. It's enough. Seven is enough for us. But how do you know you're done? Because we have a precautions measures. Place. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> what are all the names of your kids? Elisha, Abigail, Cayman, Ian, Seth, Esther, Earl. If you um, was that seven? Did he say them all? That was seven. That was yeah. seven. Yeah. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> do you drink alcohol? Sure. If you had a few beers and I asked you that, would you be like? Depends. Would they not flow off your off your lips so easy? Seven kids is a lot. Do you know all their birthdays? I have to slow down for them. Yeah. Elisha, it's September eighth. Oh, the first one's easy. Tell me the lat, the most recent, the twins. November seventh, two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Wow, that's easy. That, I hey, that's I got, dude, are you kidding me? I have three, and I'd have I to got be two like two and one. You see, I got yeah, last yeah, two. yeah, yeah. <laughs> three. It's almost half. Of them My already. twins were born on different days. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, we had only a few minutes difference, and they were all. Old, oldest was 7.1 pounds and the younger one's 6.9 pounds. That's what we had, seven and a half and six and a half. Right. It's Big crazy, baby. isn't Big it? Babies, yeah. uh, 
Where, where did you? Where do you have your babies? Do you have them in a hospital or at home? Yeah, or? in a hospital. Well, hospital. they all huge. I mean, <laughs> my oldest was, I don't know, four and a half kilos. I don't know in pounds was it. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like maybe that's is it two point two? Two point two. That's yeah. over a ten pound baby. Yeah, yeah that's a huge it's baby. The first and second one and the third one we moved to US and the, we because of a large babies they had the special procedures for them I guess. Um, how many members belong to your gym? About seventy five. Holy cow! And and you have one trainer and yourself. Yeah, me trainer. Yeah, you're you're the head trainer. Or no, the trainer. You're the only trainer. Oh, you don't even have one other trainer? No, because of a rule there in the country, you cannot have a foreigner cannot own the CrossFit gym, any gym. And they when that I that must be great for the economy. So I have to I have to find a person who's going to be director of a gym, even though I behind, brain behind operation. But I separate myself. I do only coaching, and he take care of all the financial stuff, all the building stuff, all the stuff he does. That so I don't have to weigh myself with that. But you had to teach him. Why? That. Why would yes, the country do that? Why would the country <laughs> not want um, foreign investment? They want a foreign investment on their their own terms. Oh, they're fucking and, uh, nuts. And uh, sports, it's it's a big business, you know, and uh, it's all depends on money. It all depends on us. Yeah, that's our sign. Did that building exist? The building we're looking at in this photo, or did you make the building, build it? No, it was. It's a freshly freshly built building, only a year or two, and uh, we are actually right here down below. That's our windows. Got there. A sweet window there. We have uh, five <laughs> or six windows there, so that's where we are. And what businesses are on top? That's right here is a printing shop, uh, regular shop where they sell food. There's some storage. People live there. So it's everything. Yeah, it's, it's a work, work, live yeah, place. It's supposed to be a business place, but uh, when no business is coming, you rent their rooms for students. Right. <laughs> Crazy. And in, in, in this titty, this titty, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> this city, uh, Bamiyan. Yes. Um, how many people live there? It's the regional center, about 60,000. And so lots of different villages together. Does Okay. And, and this, this 60,000, um, if you, if I were to look from the sky, is it kind of an oasis, or are there suburbs? Is it connected to other cities, or is it no, pretty isolated? It's isolated. It's the valley. So people usually live in the valleys because that's where the water is. It's, oh my God! Look at that rig. That's dope. So that my, is is that a rogue rig? Or you you dreaming about that? Oh, <laughs> it's a roguish rig. Yeah, yeah it's roguish. My friend engineer in Ohio, he did the design for me. And uh, we have to adjust everything, and we kind of made it with what we had. You That's know? cool. I brought the de- blueprint there, and he just looks at it, and he cannot read the blueprint. So I have to get the one step at a time. He says, okay, I need a pieces of metal, you know. <laughs> so someone made that rig in Afghanistan yeah. after you got the prints from someone that stole them from Bill Henniger and No, everyone. no, it was not stolen. It was, <laughs> it was not stolen. Let me tell you, when you said Ohio, all I saw was one of Bill's workers steal. No, it's the it's the my friend engineer, he runs a company and the insurance came to him and says you have to have some kind of equipment for your people, health insurance that provides for people they can work out there and uh, so he started fiddling around with that and uh, he made that thing for uh, for himself and he says oh i have it if you want i said sure we'll do whatever i i don't know how to make it but we'll, we'll do something you know who's that white lady right there this yeah it's not a lady it's elisha oh 
It's a two. Who, years who is ago. that? I'll let you walk right into that one. Yeah, you did. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, if you can't see the photo, anyone could have made that mistake. Anyone could. Hey, I want to say mistake. about this brick cross at Belltown. Eat your heart out. That thing is right. That's got some culture to it. Yeah. Look at those bricks. It's the basement. You see, that's the wall. It's on the other side. Those bricks mm. look handmade. They're not handmade, but they are pretty rough. Yeah. It's got that rustic feel to it. Man, yeah. you just filed down your calluses just right on the wall. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, this is a pretty thick wall. On the other side, it's only half a brick wall, so you have to put insulation on it. I guess wind just blows through the gap. Oh, oh wow. It was w Winters are pretty nasty there. Is, is that up to code? Dumb question. Dumb question. Thank Sorry. You. Dumb Thank question. You. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to go tr travel somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get out a little bit. Dumb question. Um, <laughs> California is a unique place. Would it be safer? Could could Matt and I visit you there? Would yes. it be? Is it safe? We have to organize everything properly. You can visit us. And it would be safe. Yes. We I wouldn't can. get scooped up. No, I can organize it for you. How how we're gonna do it? Right now we have a little snit snag with. Uh, Airplanes, because uh, in the last attack, nine of the pilots got killed. So airplane lost a bunch of pilots. You need pilots, okay? Holy so crap. to come in two so hours, if you're looking for a job. <laughs> to, to our city, it's a little bit trouble, you know, to get in. Yeah, I don't know but, if you'd have a problem, but I might have an issue. I'll yeah, just grow you, out this beard. You're gonna, you're gonna be okay. I'm we fine. I'm gonna have to grow my beard out a little bit. Where we are, could I could I travel there? Like, yeah. if I just keep growing this beard and like you put on the right clothes, like you can, I'm traveling like that. That's cool. I mean, for me, my size, nobody can, you know, I cannot hide myself. <laughs> I'm too big for a <laughs> Me too, me too, me too. You know, in a capital, that's a, what's most dangerous place. And if you can get in a capital and don't get out of the airport and fly to right our place, our place, we can go outside. I took kids on a hike and we climb in the mountain and I took a picture. Oh, that's the. Wow. That's. That's, wow. Hey, you know what it is? That's a Photoshop. It is? It is, 100%. Oh. <laughs> we don't have this. Is not real. But how about that How about that structure in the back? Those, this is Buddha's. The, do people still live there? The, all It was the caves here, and about 3,000 monks used to live there. This city, yeah. Oh, they destroyed it? Taliban in 2001 came and, Fucking and, idiots. and blew up. It's the three of them. Dad Buddha, Mom Buddha, and there's Baby Buddha there. And they destroyed in 2001. There. Was this where the Baby Buddha was? Yeah. Where was the mom? Right here. No, oh, okay. No, Dad is here. That's Mom. Wow. Oh, no, hold on. Well, so there used to be Buddhas in those cutouts? Yeah, actually, this stone is not like... I think I remember that. It's not like what... It's not like what we think. Are your sons behaving? I see you looking out the window. Uh, yeah. They're not like smoking or anything, are they? No, they no, don't okay. do that. Okay. They can if they want. There's no smoking in the building. Huh. Yeah, he can come in here. He can yeah, come in here. What he, do you need? Let he, him in, Matt. No, he's okay. He he likes to make comments. So uh, he can come in. <laughs> I know and the feeling. That, 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 <laughs> that, that's what it looks like now. And uh, Jep, uh, hold on. Japan is trying to rebuild them. They put scaffolding in. So look at oh, it. really? The Japanese are trying to rebuild it. Yes. Good it, on them. You, you and, and uh, this city uh, on uh, Silk Road. So Buddhism came ah, from okay. there before anything else. And uh, 3,000 monks used to live in these caves. But now you can climb in there, go up, and walk through the top and come How down. How far are you from the capital? By plane, by car. By car. Four hours you cannot drive. You can't? Uh, you can't. One way, I'm not going to be responsible for you if you're going to drive. Oh, safety. Yes. Th then we'll fly. 
Yes. Flying, it's better. Well, even you wouldn't drive. I'm not driving. I'm flying. Wow. And within your city, does it feel safe? Yeah. Our, our city, we're in a region where it's really protected. So. Do you see any Americans in your city? Uh, rarely. Okay. But you do it's, see It's some. nice when you see some Americans. Man, you can speak English. So if you saw an American, you would, even if they were like across the road, you would walk over and say hi. If you saw yeah, someone that looked the like time. they speak English. Most of the time. Okay. Not always. I, you have to be careful. What do you do? Yeah. Has anyone, have any... Yeah. Do you get accused ever of working for the government, living there? Like first year. For like the CIA or FBI? First, or no, First year, they couldn't figure me out. <laughs> How public is that thing, this conversation? Uh, it's, it'll go on the internet. The for, whole, for whole, whole thing. So whole better world. Be, mm. be, better be careful yeah. what I'm saying. If, if, but, if, but for your safety, we would cut some shit out. Uh, you, you can cut it out? Yeah. Okay. So, tell us afterwards. You want to tell us afterwards? Yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay, tell me. Yeah, yeah, yes, you too. But you're not CIA. I'm not CIA, no. You're, you're a missionary. If I, uh, you're a Bible dude. No, I'm not. Oh. I'm a CrossFit coach. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. You're a health missionary. CrossFit coach. Yeah, it's a health missionary. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, right. actually, what you don't realize is that the people in, in this country, they live through so many wars, and their diet, favorite diet, it's the... Rice, berinj, mm -hmm. and uh, it's the big bowl of rice. Berinj, 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 rice, and a sea of oil. Mm -hmm. And a rice, they like to eat rice, and the oil fills their stomach. They're not thinking about nutrition. They're not thinking about how to eat healthy. They just eat, and the more money they have, more food they eat. Mm -hmm. And the, after that, they get bigger and bigger. You can see if people have money. Okay, here's another culture lesson. In majority of the world, wealthier people are larger sizes right i remember in africa being like that like it was a sign like you wanted your wife and you to be fat and you wanted to be fat because it showed a sign of wealth in the world in california skinnier people that's are yeah, the exact right. opposite yeah yeah, right. yeah. it's 100 opposite yeah you're either on meth or you're loaded yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i heard cocaine was popular at the met gala did not find that surprising <laughs> did you really hear that you just made that up. i did hear that yeah oh. Um, that's so 1980s. So you you went from so you come to the United States with your wife, you have some kids. Yeah, we live and work here. And How did you end up in Reading, of all places? That's the church. Okay, but that wasn't her home, original home. No, she was in from Park City. Right, but her parents left. So when she, when we came back, we have a whole United States to choose from where we want to go. And, yeah. and she applied for a job there at the church? No, no, no. We came in Ohio first. Okay. We spent seven years in Ohio. Where in Ohio? Akron, Ohio. Okay. We have a good friends there. We lived there and had our kids there. And then Do you immediately, when you get to the U.S., start looking for other Ukrainians? No, I don't look for Ukrainians. No, okay. Why not? If I meet, I'm okay with it, but uh, my family, I'm with my family. Right. I don't bring my my Ukrainian heritage. It's my Ukrainian. It's not uh, everybody's. Armenians do that, I think. Or you know what I mean? Like Cambodians or some, like, like, some, like you know, they come and they start cloistering together. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. how you get little like, like pockets in cities, right? Little yeah. Italy and whatnot. I, go to, I went to Sacramento. I was invited to one of the churches and it was, they took me to the place in Sacramento where you go and are you like in Ukraine, man? And it's the signs in Russia. Signs, yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, but you weren't looking for that. I wasn't looking for that. I mean, I think if you live in a country, you embrace the cult culture, you know, and you don't have to lose your personal culture, but the, you have to embrace live, where you yeah. are. Learn it, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't hide in Chinatown. No, yeah. I'm sure there's people who do that too. Come to the United States, go to Chinatown, and never leave. But for some people, yeah, they're afraid, or they have their own reason why they stand there. You know, but right. you have, at a certain point, you have to face your fears and have to get out and do something. 
because you're always going to be controlled by your fears. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you're afraid that stupid heavy uh, deadlift, you know, and you hate them, you have to one day you have to face it. You can't get away from that. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're afraid of your wife, one day you just have to put the pants on. I don't know about that. Oh, that one you keep more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you do that. Not on purpose, at least. When you're here in the U.S., um, are are you going to the gym? Oh yes. And, and, and you go to like to a Gold's Gym or 24-Hour Fitness or like what do you, what do you do? Uh, before. Before we left, before we left, uh, that J State CrossFit, that's how we got involved with uh, coaching, oh, yeah. co- co- coaching and stuff. And uh, but I mean, even the, before CrossFit, like when you first come to the United States with your wife, and you guys are living in Ohio. One of I got nice and fat, man. You did, and so you weren't working out. You didn't go to the I gym. I was two hundred forty pounds. Wow! And how uh, tall are you? I'm six, almost six three or something like that. Okay. So you're a big man, yeah. 240. And how much do you weigh now? 200. Two, 210. Depends how much how much. I, I give you 200. Yeah. Okay, so you come to the States and, you, and you're you not working out. No, no. Do you know how to work out? Like, do no. you know about bench press or a lap pull-down machine I or any of that? I saw the TV. I saw in the movies. I never did anything like that. Okay. Yeah. And, and so... How does your intersect? How does your life finally intersect with CrossFit? Is this your very first CrossFit experience here at Jefferson, Jefferson no, State CrossFit? No, that's where I found home. My first, Chris, Mr. Spieler in Park City. Oh, oh. where your wife's from? Yeah. We uh, so first we were in Ohio, getting nice, fat, and happy. My wife kind of getting the exercise and started de- doing uh, those videos. Like P90X. She did a ten-minute trainer first. Okay. Mm. And I think, man, that's stupid. And, and so you're sitting on the couch eating some baklava, and she's yeah. in the living room, yeah. sweating. Yeah, and I say, man, okay. go ahead. No, and he's do eating it. Skyline chili because he's embracing the culture. Have, oh right, I, sorry. I, I had sorry. a nice double chin in my. You know, I look at the pictures and say, man, how am I? Did I allow myself to get to that condition? How did any woman have kids with me looking like this? <laughs> and uh, but then we went to Mexico for two years. In the uh, mission group that we work with, uh, they are runners. They, they, before that, they were did, doing the P90X. And I thought, man, I don't want to be left out. So I started P90X. But it got old pretty fast. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the beginning, first three, four, half a year, you're kind of going through that. It's all exciting, all, all new. And then it's just, man, I'm getting bored. Mm-hmm. And then with them, I started running. I ran my 5K, 10K, half a marathon. And then we left Mexico, and uh, we visited Park City, Utah, and uh, Chris's friends going to the gym, and we stopped at their house, and they talking about CrossFit and all this stuff. Oh, and and, and, and they were missionaries also. No, no, no? they're just oh. regular people, our friends. Okay, okay. And they just talking about this CrossFit deal, and they think, man, that's unreal. How how in the world are you guys supposed to do? I'm a tra- I'm traveling all the time. And says, no, you can do it. And I, it didn't fit in my brain. And I just keep putting off and off. And uh, then slowly. So you, so you didn't even visit the gym. You I just visit. I visit twice. Oh, here. Did you yes. go to a class or open yeah, gym? I went to the class. Okay. And I didn't know anything about the. the, the I just stand in there. And you see guys picking up a bunch of weights and doing stuff. I said, oh, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any. I had no idea. I know how to do pull ups, push ups, you know, PNDX mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. And that's pretty much it. And uh, then that's a good base, though. That's a great base. Pull then, ups and push ups. That, that's where I got introduced to that. And uh, then when we moved to California, that's when uh, I started going to CrossFit. And uh, then 
I went for a year with my wife, and then I tell said, tell me this. So so you, tell me about this first experience going into the Park City CrossFit. Did you go with those people, your yeah. friends? Oh yes. And they said to you, "Hey Max, just come with us." Yeah. And then so you just put on a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and some tennis shoes. Yeah. And you rolled in. Yeah, there? I, I mean, I, I I ran, so I have my runner shoes, you know, my shorts and t-shirt and stuff, and I just when we, off we go. We went there. I don't even, I don't even remember. That's what we like did. how most people got into it back yeah. then. Yeah. And then and then your and then your and your wife went in too. She oh, was yes. she wasn't I mean, afra- she wasn't afraid. She's pretty competitive. She's, okay. She, yesterday we did uh, cleans and uh, push jerks something, and then she was competing with me all the time through the whole thing. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. She will not end up that little that big boy. He's pretty good too about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so then so then from there, you, you when you go to Reading, what how do you find which gym you're going to go to? I just picked the closest one. <laughs> I say, if I'm going to go, I know my life schedule. I was going to school. I was. I had a job. I know where my house is. Said, okay, I'm looking at the map, and I look at the closest one. And I uh, saw the closest one, and uh, then I started thinking about that. Then uh, I met a couple of people in the church from the gym. I said, okay, I'm going to go check it out. And that's how I stuck there. And, and what, what do you do with your kids? At that time, you have five kids? At that time, when we came to Reading, we were seven. You had seven. So... What do you do with seven kids when you and your wife are working out? You see, that's the challenging part. That the majority, I mean, I understand safety and stuff with the equipment. That's the challenging. But my my five, all my kids like to work out. You know, all seven of them. Five of them, they can pick it up. Eric saw today how they did the pull-ups and everything. They can do all those stuff. My, my four-year-old can do pull-ups. Dang. My four-year-old boy cannot do, but he loves running. And uh, that's challenging when you come into the gym. My kids are want to work out, but work out. But uh, most of the time, it's not allowed because they're so young. Right. You know. Right. And that's uh, they sitting there in the behind the glass door and licking it. Oh. Like in our gym in Afghanistan, they working out with me. They working out with the class. They're my demo kids. You know, they do. Or like a, because it's a men and women separation there, so that's right. my girls cannot work out with me with a regular class so i make my own family class and that's when uh, my girl's working out with us what a trip when, when you have a family class is it just your family or are there other families we have another family another family from other country okay the, yeah and they, they never did any fitness and I, the guy was pretty depressed he was having a pretty rough time in his life because of certain things that happened and I, I called him for a year, and he would not go. One day he went, and now he's crazy. He, he texted us, says, it's like a drug. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> you want to work out every day, and you keep competing and competing. It's the best <laughs> drug there is. Awesome. I love it. Um, so, so when you and your wife, um, you and your wife go to that, and when you go to Reading, it's the third time you've been inside of a CrossFit gym. You go twice at Spieler's Gym, and then this is your third time in Reading. Hold and on. you guys just walk up to the door. Hold on, no, in, I've been in Spiller's gym in 2013. In 2016, Chris allowed me to to be with him for a week or so. I just sat and watched him how he, because I was going to open a gym in Afghanistan. I had no, I coached here already for a year. And I'm going to Afghanistan. I'm going to be gym owner. I want to find out all those details. But I mean, in two in 2013, the very first time you go to Park, when you're in Park City, yeah. you you went to Chris's gym twice. Twice, yes. And then eventually, when you and your family ended up in Reading, you and your wife just that would be the third time you've ever been in a gym. Yes. And you just you and your wife just walked in. Walked in. We didn't and know you me. said, "What's your wife's name?" Annie. Annie. Hi, I'm Max. I'm Annie. We want to sign up. Yeah. And we want to try it. We want to try it. We want to try it. We don't know what it is. We mm-hmm. want to try it. Okay. And 
Have you done research online? Some of it. Okay. I mean, I, I because uh, I uh, Chris told me about it, then I was in his. I had a general idea. But oh, heard, you actually met Chris when you were in his gym. Yeah. Those two times. Yeah. Okay. In the, in the beginning, you all know that the clean and jerk, jerk and snatch. Who are those? What is this? First, right. first, right. I, I just watch people. You know, they tell me names. And I just watch what they do. <laughs> yeah, it took okay. me. It took me a year and a half, two years to figure the difference between to, clean and snatch. To remember yeah. all those yeah. names, you know, it takes takes a while, and yep. then then after a while, you get the. And it's it was pretty good community, so they talking and tried to help me, you know, and my wife, and they, that's how we. And do they do an on ramp with you and your wife at this at Jefferson State? They did uh, Jefferson Elements class? Elements class. Okay, so you go through that class, yeah. and then you do it there for a year. Yeah, I was there. We was there for two years almost, I think. And uh, and when when do you decide? Um, I want to be a coach. Year into it. And then, and that's when you take your L one. L one, yeah. In fifteen, I took my L one. And where did you take it? Sacramento. And Sac. did your wife take Sac. it also? She did later on, but she failed three times. You guys made a test too hard. Awesome, good. <laughs> she did that in Sacramento, in Reno. She did in uh, Ohio, and she did in Switzerland, and she failed out. I mean, I don't oh. blame her. Her life with seven kids and the traveling—it's craziness. Hey. I, I hope I don't. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but the test to me is nothing. Yeah. See, I think it's go. Hard. I think it's kind of hard. I, no, no, not not. I don't mean easy. I mean like I wouldn't even take the test. Oh, like like oh, like go yeah, for your yeah. fucking two. The two days are mind-boggling. Like, the test is like, the test is like. Yeah, that, I understand that. It's bureaucracy bullshit that we have to do for. Uh, I don't want to get into. It. We have Dave yes. and Nicole come in here and talk about it because I don't want to. But those. The but class I, is like you can leave there and fail the test and, and be better than a coach who passed the test, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah, some people are just poor test takers. And, and it's not even just poor. I don't want to say that, but don't don't try to make light of what I'm saying, Matt. Well, I'm not a very good test taker. I struggled with it. Do you think that when Brooke Ents was in here, I was too nice to her? First or second time? Either time. You have had the kid gloves on for like the last couple of weeks. That's I, such bullshit. I feel like you're going through something in your life right now. Like good? He told me he wants to start juicing the other day. I was like, oh, I'm, like the, I'm like, who the hell is uh, this we'll guy? We'll talk about this later. I don't think I was too nice to her at all. And, and uh, Leaf just watched. We, do you know who Brooke Ents is? Yeah. Okay, so we just did a second show with her. And I said, hey, Leaf, what would you think of the show? And he goes, you were nice to her. I'm like, what's that mean? He goes, you were nice to her. And like, he never says shit like that. So I know you guys think that I'm like. Hey, everyone goes through patches in their life. Maybe you're just going through one right now. So you so 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 you take the L one, she takes the L one, and um, you you guys are you guys are in it to win it. Yeah, and no, we, we I I coach here for. Why not open a what? gym like um in Maine? <laughs> Why the fuck how do you end up there? Well, oh, I've, I can't wait to get to this part of the no, story. No, I hope no, it's no. a good build up. We have to keep it off the record though. Oh really? Yeah. We can't even know why you went there. Because it's no gym and the CrossFit gyms in there, and the people need to working out. They they need to have some kind of awareness of fitness. Yeah, it's oh, pretty so, obvious to me. So wait a second, yeah. it's not legal to have a CrossFit gym there? It's no. Do you been in Afghanistan? Do you open a gym? I have no idea. Do you know anybody who opened a gym in Afghanistan? CrossFit? Just one. Right there. That's the reason to be there. Yeah. Fresh market. This is still still all I, I mean, over it, my head. I'm missing. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> The guy opened the other. What's his name? Who's the owner of the gym? <laughs> is that is that the nuance that we're talking about? That it's not your gym? 
I'm no, I have a, my company is Max Fitness Consultant Company. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I provide consultant services. Uh, I'm a trainer. F- I have a contract with a CrossFit Bamian gym. Okay. And uh, he's director of a gym, because I cannot own a gym. Right. All my responsibilities on from a gym. Okay. Uh, me, right? But the, he's in the government representative and everything. Okay. My, my goal, to make a gym thriving. Right. You know, in the first year when I came, everybody told me it's impossible. You cannot do that. Yeah. Second year, we made money. I didn't put a single dollar in the last half a year in that because people are interesting. People are the same all over the place. If you give people attention, if you're going to pay attention to their life, if you're going to talk to them and be interested in how they are, how they're doing, what they're going through, they're going to come over. You mean there. they're not just all savages over there? No, they, it's they're actually, just regular people actually it's a, who love their kids? Yeah, that's a different story. But uh, people interested in that. And when they, We have a two regular gyms there, like a bodybuilding gym. Mm-hmm. And the people leave. Um, our gym costs twice as much. It's $9 a month instead of $4. <laughs> $9? A month, yeah. You can pay more for coffee. That, that, that's what we talk about games, right? And uh, you say, oh, CrossFit Games, yeah. CrossFit Open, $25, $20? Yeah, two and a half months membership. Man, let me think about Should <laughs> right. I do that or right. not? Right, right. Uh, we'll talk problem. to Dave, and we should get just a waiver for everyone uh, in uh, Afghanistan. But uh, waiver is not the answer. Same thing as a CrossFit. They should be really nice. They give us first-year free affiliation, but that's not an answer. It's nice to have a free ride, but uh, let's— Charge it, make it a dollar. Build something for the for the country, right? You know that the because when you give people free stuff, many times people don't appreciate that stuff. They right. just ah oh, free Excellent man. Point. I don't want. Why well, am supposed to shop at work, man? I don't have to pay any fees. You know, whatever. You know, you have, but make tangible for that country. Right. You know, they they teachers getting paid hundred fifty dollars. Highest level teacher getting paid hundred fifty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So you, to to take ten dollars out of the pay. Significant. You know, that's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? I get what you're saying about giving things for free. Like Savon gave me this coffee for free, and I, don't, so I didn't, I didn't say, appreciate it. At that's why it's said there. Right? Yeah, I was <laughs> and, like, and, I wish and, I had a bigger one. And you choose milk, sugar, whatever, <laughs> black. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have my second coffee. Okay, so so, so that, that's the thing. You know, you ha- you have to think how how can we solve this problem in the long run? Because people, mm-hmm. I have a friend in Tajikistan. He runs a CrossFit gym too, and uh, he has the same situation as I, I do. But do you belong to a club, gyms that, in the middle of nowhere? No, we, and all, we and just all, and all you owners hang we, out together. We just we Tajikistan. Just, Is that even really a place? Yes, okay. a neighboring country, man. Fine, whatever. We'll believe you. <laughs> and uh, his situation pretty similar to mine, even though country had a little bit better economics, economical situation than mine. Mm-hmm. But same thing, you know. And okay, where I go from that? I'm there on a visa. Government decide, Max. We have to boot it up, Max. I want a gym thrive. How can I teach those people? I cannot bring them to Dubai to teach them, to coach them, to become they become trainers. Wait, hold on right? a second. Did you almost get kicked out of Afghanistan, or you have been kicked out before? Is that what you're saying? I feel like that's a constant threat daily. There's all these questions I'm not allowed to ask. About yeah. This. this this is the most edited I've ever been. Yeah, we haven't even edited it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back a second before we talk about that. Yeah. So, so you get your, so you get your, you and your wife get your L one. Yeah. And you're in the United States. How does the decision? How do you end? How do you tell me about the journey from Reading to Afghanistan? How does that happen? What's the inspiration to? So, so the, first of all, let me see if I get the inspiration to open a CrossFit gym. Right. You. You and your wife are both working out of the church, and you also want to be a trainer. Is that fair to say? 
Not really. Okay. <laughs> My wife, she didn't work. We decided we better have less money, but she's going to spend time with kids and I better work more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's our family decision and uh, that's how we settle it. Okay. Yeah. And I worked, I, I did school and I did security work. Okay. You know, and, uh, and uh, CrossFit was a hobby. Okay. And I forgot my L1. I started coaching. I said, I mean, that's not bad. I, I, I think I like that, you know. At your gym, the one in Reading? Yes. And and is it do they you say hey can I coach and they say no, no your English is fucked up and no, then you're they, like you better they, let me coach. No, they like my English because I don't have to raise my voice and people are jumping for me. <laughs> I see that. I get that. You got a little Terminator action going. You sound a little yeah. bit like a Terminator. You do have right. a commanding voice. Yeah. So so you. Yeah, we became first. We we went for a year before I became L one coach, right? And uh, by that time, some people left, and uh, it was open. And they said, "Oh, would you like to, would you like to coach?" I said, "Sure." And I started with uh, elements class. You know, just make sure I can communicate with people and uh, explain them properly. You know, and uh, then I became a coach in the regular classes. Started running some some classes. And then. How do you make you decide? Hey, I want to open my own gym. We bought the tickets and we went and we opened the gym. <laughs> Had you ever been to Afghanistan before? Yes, twice. And what were you there? In what capacity were you there previously? I was visiting, visiting. Her, her parents been in Afghanistan for ten years. Okay, is I that them. is that work not legal there? Not legal. Okay, now nah, okay now nah, sorry. It would be it. illegal, right? Yes. Like okay. the Probably. same way, the same way it's like illegal in China. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's where you have to be careful. Okay. Right. Man, we take so much shit for granted here. You we really are. do. You are. You can do whatever you want to do here. Oh my God. I'm going to, this morning I answered my front door naked. Someone knocked on my door and I entered it and I was just naked. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can knock on my door at 7 10 in the morning, you're going to see some dick. Is that a guarantee? No, but, <laughs> but like. It's like there's a sign. So but like, I'm telling you. Take off your shoes before entering or if you knock before I cr- 7, I, cr- I cross it. I have no shame in answering the door naked. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Your, your, the gym owner um, gets a space. Yeah, well, I mean. And you work with him he and, had you consult, no, and you he consult had no, him. He has no idea what we do. I mean, he is, he's a pretty brainy guy. He's not a gym fanatic, nothing. How did you know? How do you know him? Friends of a friends of a friends. Okay. And uh, I need a translator, and uh, he became a translator, and uh, we worked in that. Is he a benevolent man? He's a pretty good fellow. Yeah? Yeah, he's a pretty good fellow. He has a really good heart and uh, cares about people, and that's most important. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. If, I'm you ju- if you're going to be a gym fanatic and not going to take care of people, CrossFit is not a place for you. Bodybuilding is. Do you see <laughs> a relationship? Do you see this? Um, I'm, I'm making assumptions here about your 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 religion. I mean, you you married a woman who is a missionary, and so I sort of just see you as a missionary. Do you see a relationship between what you're doing as a CrossFit coach and the capacity, well, and, and your and your Christian values? Sure. I mean, I don't know who are you if you're a Christian or it doesn't matter, but you all have a values for be honest, aren't right. you? Mm-hmm. Who cheats on a friend time or on a month pull-ups you do? Nobody. Like today, I mean, I was... Well, that one guy did. I know a few people. <laughs> yeah, but, no, you know, but most people don't. You're but right. today You're I right. was working out, right. and uh, I mean, I just, I ripped my hand and says, I'm done. I'm not going to do pull-ups. And uh, Eric finished up all his four rounds, and I pooped out on the last round because my hand just, I just keep ripping more and more. I said, that's enough. <laughs> 
you know, and uh, I know that I didn't finish, you know. And uh, there, it's, they don't have that simple value for honesty. First, I just start putting, like, in, in here, you put the numbers on the board and everybody, yeah, and suddenly, everybody have about the same amount of reps and rounds, and you see that people moving faster or slower, and say, what in the world is going on? <laughs> and uh, it's just not part of a culture, to be honest. Uh, honor is a big part of a culture. So if I'm going to lose, I'm being dishonored. So I have to have honor, you know, I have to be a... Oh. Bit. And uh, then culture, I think, plays into that. And the CrossFit, how in the world, how can you be fit in the CrossFit and the cheat? How? You can't. You know, so... Once a month, I get my guys together, every class, and I talk to them. So who pays money to the gym? And they raise their hands. You know? Who spent the time come on over here? They raise their hands. Says, so if you cheat, and you cheat yourself, not me. <laughs> I yeah. don't need you Are here. they understanding that? And it's slowly. Like for a, we, we opened in, it got open in September. And slowly, and the older guys like who came first, they now they keep accountable to they keep a track of a new guy. You know, oh, he's cheating. He's not going to do right. What are they? What are they spreading? How how does you know in the United States it spreads word of mouth? I see you lose forty pounds, and I see you and your wife are happier. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm doing the CrossFit. How does it spread there? Is it the exact same way? That's you saw that sign. <clears throat> That's the only. When I came, people say you you're gonna make advertising big big billboards and said, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do any of that. And I said, I'm going to put the sign that people know where it is, and that's it. So last year, I opened it. It took me six months to build it and get the equipment. We got the equipment. We built some of it there. We got the four different types of weights from from a capital and uh, tried to figure out which one's going to work, and every single one of them failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, got uh, a rubber, rubber, from, rubber from China. Plywood from Pakistan. I mean, we gather. Oh. It took a while for us to gather. And our med boss. And the whole time you and your seven kids are living in Afghanistan. Yeah. And the med. med are you homeschooling them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Med boss. You see how those news files. Uh, <laughs> it a, it's a first year. Yeah. Those med balls, it's the different color duct tape, Chinese duct tape. Oh, yeah. Basketballs with rocks. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. I approve. So it, it took us a year to get the whole thing together, you know. And uh, I, I opened it for people to come in at first. Could I mail you a 45-pound plate? No. It would never get there. It's, it's no mailing service, man. Oh. FedEx, opinion, FedEx doesn't go there? Oh, the DHL goes, but you pay uh, $100 per, per pound or something. You can't. I will pick it up. A DHL. <laughs> yeah, as long as you, as, as long as you pay for that, I'm no, I had no, wow. no, no problem with that, man. Wow, that is. Yeah, and uh, see that kind of. So and uh, I allow people just come in, uh, no fees, nothing. They just come over there and we goofed out. I arranged a class, and uh, they just come over and worked out. And then I left. I came to US last year to do my papers, and that's we're building the boxes, and. Uh, it was, gym was closed for four months, and when I came back, those 25 people, they brought another 25 people because they were talking. They were missing gym. They were there any squatters in your gym while you were gone? Um, people living in there? No. no. They didn't move it in? Was, no. Like homeless people or no? Or no? Doors were closed, and the guy who, director of a gym, he checking Check, out. Okay. But uh, last year... In the spring, they climb in and stole our whole family shoes. I mean, they bent the bars and the, knocked the door off. I come in over the gym. For, and, your, for your shoes. Yeah, and I look and my shoes are gone. I says, yeah, I forgot them at home. 
<laughs> now look at the jump ropes I got. It's just man, somebody, and I see a dirty footprints all over the gym. Just, For some reason, I did. I wouldn't think they're stealing there. Is there not? Is there very little? It seems like outside of the my my experience of just being in the Middle East, mm-hmm. um, uh, Lebanon, Syria, Turkey, out of the big cities mostly. Um, there, I just. There, um, all the dangers were from like the mob, you know, lo- local gangs. But other than that, it was it was mellow. Like you could walk the streets at night and. Where we are living, it's it's pretty much that. But you always have a bad group of people. You always have a drug addicts, no alcoholics. Oh. But you have a lots of drug. Drugs are cheap there, man, and that's people who usually. Okay, do that stuff. drugs like what? Opium. That's the primary drug. Yeah, it's the cheapest. No, al- no alcohol in that country. No alcohol. So you drink beer when you come home. Oh. Oh, that's oh. kind of good. That's nice. That's how, a nice. How is the op- how is the opium opium taken? Uh, they they smoke it. They boil it. Out, they shoot it. I mean, in the in the capital, you just see it on the street. In the capital, you have a lot. So this, you have a certain part of city where whole family lives underneath the bridge, and they do that. And the police every day come out and pull out of the dead body out of the. And uh, they just overdose and the whole thing. And they sit in there underneath the blankets and do their stuff. Why did you choose this country to open your gym? That's the answer, not for the whole world to decide. To listen to. Okay. And um, was that your first choice? I was thinking about Ukraine because I was from Ukraine and uh, it was at that time was no gyms in Ukraine. And there are now? I don't know how much should I tell you. Are there CrossFit gyms in the Ukraine? In my city, it's one. Only one? Is it? But are you saying it's not a real one? One, it's that it's real. Okay. But uh, but pro- but uh, tons of them that are tons. fake. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the things that hurts me because even that one's that, that's real. It's not like gyms here. Mm. In the in the states, people take care of people. They understand. So here's another culture lesson. Farther from the west you move away towards the east, human lives becomes cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So, from that you don't you don't pay attention to humans. And uh, farther in the states, uh, CrossFit it's all about community. It's about it's all about coaching. You know, to see people progress. Most of the time you come in there in the gym and tell you, oh, here's the workout you do, and they go into Facebook and do stuff and post pictures and stuff. That that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they come out from from this place, you go in there and it's uh, it's frustrating. I have friends who are really enjoying CrossFit, but because nobody taught them anything, they came to the CrossFit gym and they did the whole thing, and then their knees are hurting and their backs are hurting, and they, because the man's pride wants us to put more kilos in it, right? Not pounds, but kilos. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do that, and at the end, they're, it's somewhere you start hurting, you know? So that's a bad deal. Your long-term goal for the gym, is it to find a trainer? Open a second gym? Yes. Because my goal for the any gym that I do, to make it thrive, and to, right now we're we're growing, we're developing. Problem with uh, now we have no trainers. <laughs> Running. I'm impressed that you have rowers there. That's Basics. pretty amazing. We have uh, <laughs> we had a group of. That's the yes. And uh, I have another picture. It's 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 different spelling. Same brand, different spelling. <laughs> uh, funny. Hey. Twelve dollars, man. Yeah, 
for less than a month. <laughs> and that and that comes from China. Yes. What I was saying. Uh, the goal for the goal, gym. Yes. To, to thrive. To to thrive. To develop. Make sure that people people get in a past their knowledge and become part of them. Because if it's your head knowledge, you're gonna forget that. But when it becomes part of your lifestyle. Even when you travel and then when you eat junk, you say, "Okay, I have to do it." And you, you you keep yourself accountable. You keep your gym running. You keep it's becomes a passion of yours. Mm -hmm. About rowers, we have a group of soldiers in capital. They has they have an APO address. You familiar with APO address? It's the when you serve in armed forces, the United States give you privilege. They give you APO address. It's the same thing when you mail it from here, USPS. Oh, okay. It's no cost to mail even to the other side of the world. Okay. So in one of the soldiers, there we go. one of the soldiers, I asked him, we need a rowers. In the culture, people don't run. We have no bikes. We have nothing. I said, we need at least something. <laughs> we did a, for a whole year, we did a sumo de high pools with the empty bar, you know, instead of rowing. Oh, oh wow. And, uh, and he allow us to use because they're big, you know. Yeah. And uh, he uses a lot. How exciting. You must have been so excited oh, when yeah. you got those. And uh, it, it just, it just, I met other people from uh, Asia and they have uh, other equipment, but they have no rowers. Max, when you guys run, do you guys, do you guys run around the building? Or are you not allowed to do that even? Uh, some people are running. It depends how much you want to push the culture because in culture, you don't do that. Okay. And uh, some, some people try to push it more. Uh, so we, we run in the back most of the time. And, and um, are the women covered up? Women and men, it's different classes. We have one class for ladies. And uh, only ladies who allow uh, that's my wife, that's my daughter. Okay. That's the family class. Okay. That's the one of the twins. That's another two boys at home. I love it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's we miss only one twin, and that you will see the rest of the family. <laughs> and, um, mm. do the women do they are they covered up while they're yes. working, even while they're working out? Yes, they head cover all the time. And um, does your wife teach that class? Uh, in the beginning, she don't have an L one, so we cannot call it CrossFit. So. But we we I I went and a coach. I don't know. I heard it's pretty flexible over there in Afghanistan. I don't know <laughs> yeah. about that. So you can open it up. And, uh, our main criteria, our director, talked to the ladies. If you're okay, if a guy gonna teach you, then you can come over. And uh, they have to ask permission of the father, grandfather, and if they allow them, wives of their husbands, if they allow them, that the guy teaches, then they can come. So, a group of guy, uh, gals came and. Uh, she is helping me sometimes when I have too much. Yes, I, I still, you have to be really careful. The relation between guys and gals, it's really tense. So she's with me all the time. Yeah, I want to say when, we, when there's seminars uh, in the United Arab Emirates, mm -hmm. they have to do just sexes. Yeah, just women's sexes seminars. Separate. Yeah. And uh, we, I have a gap between guys' classes that everybody leaves and ladies come, and uh, then gap after that they God, leave. What a trip. I can't even imagine yeah. that. You have to get out of the country. I mean, <laughs> there was, there was, how do you meet girls? There was a point in my life, that, but that was the reason I went to I the I will gym. give you that lesson later on. Yeah. yeah. Do they use Tinder over there? Oh, gotcha. More of that, more choices you have. Crazy. Well, um, not that crazy. Um, <laughs> you have 75 clients? Yes. How, what's the break? And it's one one woman's class and five in five men's classes yes. a day, and and you would have more women. It's just based on demand. Yes, we have we the right now we're looking for a bigger building and a better quality because the floor is uh, just demolished. I think it's incredible what you've done with what you had to work with. I think it's super cool. Uh, yeah. Sure. 
we have we have tires. One of the NGOs donated us tires, and uh, so the guys coming over jumping over tires. Yeah, so how many of your clients are like American military? Oh. we had a uh, two gyms, two CrossFit gyms in in Afghanistan in Kabul, and uh, they were all on the bases, and nobody can get in them. This is the first gym that uh, only for locals. I mean, foreigners can't come in. And uh, here here's a story for you. We have uh, two guys that were trying to. They are attempting to get to Olympic uh, Winter Olympics this year, mm-hmm. and uh, they went. They trained at our gym, and they went to NGO. Took them to Switzerland, and there they trained. They didn't qualify yet, but they were they were hoping for wild card. Mm-hmm. I coming over to them, and uh, they were saying, "Yeah, we tried to go to a Olympics thing." I said, "For skiing or what?" "Yeah, for skiing." I said, "How much do you train?" "Oh, we run twice a week." <laughs> what? They have no idea even how to do that stuff. You know, we had uh, Bryce Bennett in here a couple of days ago. He's the youngest um, and tallest Olympian on the downhill U.S. ski team. Oh, wow. And he went to the Olympics this year in South Korea, and he trains CrossFit. He doesn't even train at the Olympic facility. Uh-huh. It's a fascinating story. And he yeah. found CrossFit at Park City as well. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, here's the locals. These two guys, they went to uh, uh, Olympics stuff. Huh. Skiing, and uh, this is guys a multi coach. Okay. We have a, they really into fighting, so they like multi kickboxing, MMA, and they all coming over and I'm training in the, our gym is eighty five hundred feet, man. Wow, but yeah. <laughs> so you don't need to do too, do too many burpees to start. So it's freezing it. in there in the morning. Yeah, it's cold. Minus twenty degrees Celsius in the winter time. And do you have heat in there? Uh, not really. We had uh, one little cold stove. So, I'm every time in the winter, every day I'm freezing. But then I'm shivering. Yeah, I don't want to put too much cold because I can't move then. But uh, everybody's as they start moving, they start getting warmer and warmer. But uh, I'm pretty cold. There. What's What's cool is your use of space, and I I really I really find that I, I love when I see that in gyms. Like when they set up the rowers in an orderly fashion, it just it I I take it as a sign of like. Carrying and utilization. You've seen them set up in a, in a, in a non-orderly fashion? It drives me fucking crazy. The only gym that I've ever seen that does that <laughs> is our gym here at HQ. Yeah, I don't like the setup. Everywhere else, everything's in order. I don't I don't think the, the space is utilized very well in the gym. Our gym? Yeah. Yeah, our gym's crazy. Yeah. People just put shit it where is, they want. I mean, it's kind of organized, but there'll be six rowers here, eight rowers there. Yeah, there's like, yeah. there's like too much stuff. Yeah. It's the battery. We have only so we have no power in the city in the, in the, our building. We have a battery and a solar panel. And it puts solar lights all over the place. Wait, that, that's the battery? That's the battery, yeah. Oh, Jeez. man. Looks like a lunch pail. And, uh, Wait a second. And the CrossFit... Uh, <laughs> Didn't you say there was a printing press? Yeah, same thing. They have a one battery, 150 amp battery, and a solar panel, panel outside. In the... How far is your home from there? About seven-minute drive. And um, what's the life there like for your kids? Can they just walk freely? Yeah. No. They, they live in the four walls of our compound. Okay. Yeah. Oh, do you have a compound? Yeah. If we if we go in somewhere out, I, if they we play we, we play lots with kids and uh, but I have to be adults have to be with them because it's uh, kidnapping is a big deal there. They even kidnap their own kids. I mean their own neighbors and stuff and and uh, for ransom, it's pretty Jeez. pretty pretty good business going there. So we have to be really careful how we do stuff. Kids are really uh, how the, the my life with Soviet Union with uh, falling apart was amazing compared to their life. 
how they play biggest thing for them it's the marbles that's uh, the you know then a soccer ball if you give them soccer ball whoa but majority of the little kids they run with the empty tires on the street with a stick and push them oh. that, that, that's that's the yeah i've seen that in africa yeah so our we're coming back in august and uh we're gonna start putting some playgrounds for kids you know and we have a invitation to try to help uh it's orphanage there try to help them with the physical stuff you know mm. but we're limited in the space and uh resources and stuff so we're working there these clients that you're that we're seeing in this photo they're like they're obviously fit this is Elisha, yes. That's the three other clients. Yeah. Have you had any clients yet? You know, in, 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 in the first CrossFit gym in the U.S., everyone was fit too, you know, in Greg's gym. You know, they, there were some old people there, but they they were attracted to fitness. Now you can go to CrossFit gyms and there's people there who had never done anything in their life and they've been there three years and it's changed their life, right? Uh, do you have any clients or have you seen any clients come in? Like, have you, have you had, do you have anyone who come, comes in who's had type 2 diabetes and you've completely changed their life? I had high blood pressure. I have a guy who has been coming since October. Okay. And uh, the reason why he came, because he was in university. He's in Afghanistan. People go to university at different ages because of what they missed in the earlier stage. Now, now they try to keep, keep up with that. And he was in university. He came pretty bummed out. And uh, this is the director of a gym. He was, they were sitting together and said, hey, what's going on with the Doctor told me if I'm not going to change how I live and what I eat, I have one year to go, and then oh. he has a high blood pressure. He has a he was in a whole bag of medicine. He says, "Oh, I have a friend foreigner who's a good coach, and he can help you with that stuff." So, oh, you sure? Yeah. And so he came out, came over there. In next week, he he was passed out on the street from a high blood pressure. People found him, picked him up, put in the ambulance, and took him to the hospital. So now. What's uh, what's April now? Right, I left in March there, beginning of April. I talked to him, no meds. He says I feel healthier than anybody. And huh. he's not, and he's an Afghani. He's a local guy who uh -huh. uh, he doesn't speak a word of English, man. And uh, he went to the doctor in February and retested his blood. And doctor says, "What in the world are you doing? Your blood is completely normal now." <laughs> wow! And how many days a week does he go? Three times a week. And do you see? Do you, did you help him change his diet, or that's a whole nother yeah. thing to tackle? For, when they first come, they, like I say, if they have money, they start getting plumpy, right? So that's the, if they're plumpy, they they talk about diet. What I supposed to eat? How I supposed to eat? So, I I teach them about uh, functional movements and a diet. Mm -hmm. You know, because they eat junk. They eat their breakfast. It's non. It's the like, a little flat bread with it's the, delicious with the green tea. Yeah, amazing. You should try diet. That's a good diet. <laughs> Do, uh, what vegetables are available there? Everything is available. It's that's okay. That, that's what's the problem. Okay. They but they pr prioritize their cultural food, which is after the war. Whatever it's cheapest and filling in stomach, that's the, the best for them. Yeah. Is Afghanistan um, one of their big exports was the was opium? Is it, it is, still? Is it still? It is, yeah. It's a big. It's a, tons of people. It's a, a huge employment. Yeah, but it's not, people not, working not, in not, where, not where we are. Where we are, it's the pretty high and pretty dry. We have potatoes growing, so we our area export potatoes to Pakistan. Do you grow anything? My kids. Yeah, but but not in your compound, you don't have any vegetables or anything, or, or you know. I have no time, man. What about right. marijuana? Do you grow any marijuana there? I have no idea. I'm not that kind of type of business. Is it? Is it? Do you? Is that illegal there? Yeah. Is opium legal? No. So it's illegal, and yet it's a big export. Uh, 
illegal. They will not hunt you down for that. They will you you cannot buy in the street, but uh, you can buy it pretty frequently and easier. Yeah. What other countries have you been to? Ukraine, U.S., Afghanistan. I lived or been. Been. Oh, a bunch of countries in Europe: uh, Switzerland, Germany, Austria, Poland. Any of the other Middle Eastern countries? Have you been to Iran or Iraq no. or Syria or no? no? Dubai. I mean, in Emirates there. I've, I've traveled quite a bit in the Emirates in Afghanistan. What do you, What do you like about Afghanistan? People. That's and I I like I really like the nature there. It's really be, it's its own prettiness. You know, you you come over here and it's nice and green. You go there and so desolate, but yet it has such a majestic thing. I feel like I've heard Af Afghanistan has a lot of trees. No, then I heard wrong. Never mind. On the south southern part, that there are trees there, mm. but it's only a small portion of it. Maybe it was Iraq. Iraq has know. lots of trees. Is it quiet? In terms of quiet, like the pictures you showed us, you go to Arizona and you go just out north of Phoenix, mm -hmm. and it's quiet. Yeah. You sit in there in last August. We had no cell service for three weeks none and our whole city ran by a solar power so when it's a cloudy days it's no power <laughs> <laughs> so and it was uh, August and me and my wife tried to talk to my uh, to our friends here we sit in our roof and it's darkness you can't see anything I said man we can't call anything we can't do anything nobody even know where we are if something happened we're gonna get stuck there <laughs> Yes, solar panels there. <laughs> Do you know the whole town? Yeah, that's fake. Do you, it is? Yeah, it's no pool there. No, our city has no pool. This is real. That's the. Uh, not, that's a national. That's a. Oh, keep that picture. Can you swim there? In uh, that? Yes, but the, you have to be dressed. You can Shorts, you cannot just go in shorts. Even but, men? Yeah. Only uh, little boys can go there in the shorts, but uh, no. Oh man! It's the they never found. That's the national park, only one national park in the whole country, and uh, that's the lake. They never reached the bottom of that. And a cool thing about that that it's constant. It's a springs and constant overflow, and uh, it built up like a dam around it. You oh, see, it's yeah. the wall. It just constant overflows. It's beautiful there. It yeah, looks clean, but it but gorgeous. it's clean. But look at the trees. That's all the trees you get. <laughs> and uh, that's the overflow river there. That's so where's the water coming from? Just it's the geysers, just yes. cold, cold water. Beautiful. That part is. Beautiful. You know that there's no pool in the entire city. Our city has no pool, hundred percent. Sorry, Matt. That's crazy. What were we gonna say? Sorry. Uh, is it really that blue? Yes. The water. I mean, I have pictures. I mean, I have a real yeah. pictures. Prove it. And these and these solar panels right here that we're looking at in this photo, you know where that is? Yes. That's like is, we have a two two fields of them. And that's government owned. Yeah, uh, New Zealand or Australia donated them. Well, that's pretty cool. And, yeah, uh, that is cool. Problem is that uh, maintenance not one of the strongest <laughs> things. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's hard for them to keep up the maintenance. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, if you we, our city is pretty sunny, so you can list through these pictures. I've had friends like that. They buy a nice house, and ten years later, it's a fucking complete pile of shit. Maintenance is important. See how blue it is? Oh, yeah, it is really blue. Wow. <laughs> That's a nice thing to go there. Max, when you come home... I eat lots of bacon, like good, good old McDonald's, and I don't care about food. I just eat because you need those chemicals inside of you. 
to survive the harsh desert. When you come home, um, are you? Do you get concerned that you're going to go back in your gym? You're going to lose your clients, or your gym is going to be damaged? No, or, no, no, no. I mean, I always have concern that it might not be in the same place where, how I left, but I don't think it's going to be. Nothing you're losing sleep over. No. Do you have a Do you have a timeline for how long you'll be there? Uh, I have my suspicions. You know, my projectiles. We'll see. Is there a place you'd like to eventually land and 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 call home home and like really sink in some super deep roots? What do you mean? Um, where? Yeah, like where a location like like, like if you I have not no work to Afghanistan. Why are you live in the other country than the United States of America? Well, why wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and where would that be? Where would home Red, be? Reading. Reading. Yeah. It is. It is. We we leave our car here, our trailer here, and uh, when we come back, we come back to that. We have friends and everything. What what hardship do your kid are your kids experiencing any hardships living there? Do they do they ever complain to you like dad? Let's just go back to the states. Oh yes, I mean we all <laughs> we always. I mean anything you do, you always have a place to look back to, you know. And I, it's a parents as a job job, parents's job to help kids to see how you see it, and I explain to them, and the, then. You don't you don't eat much. It's no ice cream there. It's not. You come to U.S. and you just eat gallons and gallons of it, man. <laughs> you know, it's no cheese there. So you come back and eat. so and we come over here and they have friends here, so they go to youth group and do their activities. You know, you got great tacos in the back of the casino at Reading too. <laughs> I don't know. Never went to. Oh casino. man, they're delicious. <laughs> if it's if it's nine dollars a member, man. Yeah, it's, well, it's 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 insane. After you, I mean, e- even the nominal affiliate fee is outrageous rent, in Afghanistan. R- rent is a hundred ten dollars a month. Rent. So you've got to have eleven members just to cover rent. Nine bucks a month. It's a trip. And then you have to pay director, right? And I'm not getting paid yet, but everything else is getting paid. Everything else is getting covered. So that's one of my goals to teach uh, coach people and train them that the, if i leave that thing will run and it will will produce wealth it will produce money for enough for local people it will never be enough for me to provide living for me especially yeah. for your small tribe that you have yeah <laughs> <laughs> every time we travel we can buy used cars every time we travel <laughs> what do you do you see the future do you see, do you, can you imagine a time when you would have 300 members can you imagine a time when when you would be teaching the local um university soccer team crossfit can you see a time when people are gonna there a light bulb is gonna go off and they're gonna be like holy shit this crossfit stuff is the shit i see i see time in the next few years that we're gonna be in the uh like inside basketball court size building i see how it's like a we don't advertise anything, and I have to. I I stop growth at seventy five people. Oh, you're not even taking more people. I'm not taking. My gym is packed. I cannot. I I physically cannot can't handle. Okay. You know, so that's the struggle for me. That I I can't grow. I don't have no place to grow in. I have no equipment. I have no space. I have. And you're the only two people in Afghanistan. <laughs> I'm just gonna go big. Who have your L one? Yes. One. Well, how come you can't go outside and do these things? Which things? Culturally. Culturally. So then how, culturally, how can something exist that defies the culture as long as it's not seen? Uh, That's what I'm having. The same reason you jerk off behind closed doors. 
It's not accepted to do outside uh, in the culture. Uh, I mean, some people do it out in the open. <laughs> it's not accepted. Did you ever see how lobster getting boiled, right? You put in the water and you slowly boil. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, but uh, that's the whole thing. Culture is changing regardless. You want it or you don't want it. Right. Five years ago, they have nothing. They don't even have a dumb phone. You know what a dumb phone is, right? That's a smartphone. Like a flip phone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dumb phone. They Now they're riding on donkeys still. And checking their Facebook on a Samsung dumb, uh, smartphone. <laughs> That's awesome. Culture is changing. And as older people not so willing to change, but culture is changing. And uh, if we're not going to push the envelope of changing a culture, it will never change. So my, my goal is to change a culture, but be smart about that. If I'm going to mix the girls and guys now and uh, do American way, I'm going to be out in the plane next plane out of the country, right? But if I'm going to be smart about that and... Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah that, that's wow a, that, hey yeah uh, hey know? that's not afghanistan though yeah. that's Tajikistan. Yeah, that's, that's culturally insensitive yeah right? i can't that, believe you don't recognize that area the, the, those the, hold on, those gas tanks that's how our stove in the house runs <laughs> you buy a gas go back to your donkey eric <laughs> back to your donkey right there and that's oh yeah that, that's Pretty pretty accurate picture of a donkey what they do there i do want to say this that car cover in that photo is nice that looks like a Russian car, though. It's a nice cover. Look how fitted that thing is, and I like the stripes. <laughs> uh, I, so I see how it will develop. I you see, do. I, I see place where it. When when I opened my company last year in the Olympic Committee, they don't know where to put me. They say, "You are you gymnast?" I say, "No, not gymnast. Uh, are you weightlifter? No. <laughs> Who are you? I'm a CrossFitter." <laughs> what is a CrossFit? You know, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a health company. Yeah. Is diabetes a problem in Afghanistan? Oh, yes. Diabetes a big problem. We have a one lady just started coming into the gym and she has diabetes. I can't wait to hear about her success. Um, it, it's too bad there's not a gym in Armenia in my home why, country. Why not? I'm because, busy. I'm busy. No. <laughs> I'm busy. I, got, I got three kids. Every, I got three everybody kids. have that kind of experience. There's I'm not busy. one in Armenia? Not one. I... I thought that I thought there would be like thousands. And you know what? Like, I don't know. For most listeners, it probably didn't resonate with them what Max just said. But when the government asks what um, what kind of you know sport is it, that's another problem with a lot of these countries. I think Brazil has the same problem, even though they have a thousand gyms. Yeah, the government is like in everyone's fucking business, and they want to try to figure this stuff out. And sport is different in other countries than it is here in the U.S. And they need, you know, it's like what you hear in Washington State. Like, are you? They're trying to figure out how to tax you, how to fucking what racket to run on you. Are you yoga? Are you Pilates? Are you CrossFit? No, it's, it's like no, it's a no. Yeah. Oh, you're one. looking in Armenia? No, it's Ukraine. That's <laughs> oh. one there. Yod. Yeah. Hey, so where? I Max, mean, I, go ahead. I just wondering where Armenia is. I all there this time. Is. Beautiful country. Mm. I have a lots of friends, Armenian friends in Ukraine. There's a town called Ganja. Wow. Yeah, hey, be cool, be cool. Careful, Matt. Careful, yeah, Matt. You're awfully close to the motherland right now. <laughs> You're awfully close. Uh, Cover your mouth. Don't even breathe heavy on the screen. Look at Lake Sevon right there. Oh, my Damn. God. <laughs> Get out of here. You were named after a fucking lake? <laughs> so I went to Armenia and, and this guy and, and when I the first time I went there, someone said to me, they said, your name is Sevon? And I said, yeah. And I'm like, are there lots of Sevons here? They're like, no, none. <laughs> They're like, it's a lake here. <laughs> and since then, it's become a girl's name. But I remember the first time I went there, there it was not like a name. Um, wh- when do you go back to Afghanistan? August 3rd. Okay, so you're here for a while. I mean, we're going to be traveling ac- across the U.S. I need to retake my L2 test. 
Oh, do you have? Have you signed up yet? Not yet. I have to ch decide which state I'm going to take it. Awesome. Next time you're here, please come back. We'd love to hear the report of the lady who had type two diabetes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we'd like to hear more about running, uh, running a, a CrossFit in the middle of nowhere. It's it's like it's amazing. Super benevolent of you. Oh. Great to meet you. You mm -hmm. did not. You nice. not, do not look anything like what I expected. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not expect. I did expect you to be uh, wearing a robe and have a donkey tied up out front. I did not, I did not expect a Ukrainian guy. I have a seven point three V eight turbo, yeah. turbo diesel tied in outside. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Max. Yeah, it's thanks. awesome having yeah, you. Yeah. Eric. Ding, ding, ding. Lynn Plain. <laughs>